0: And welcome back to bilingualism, friend or foe. In this episode, I will discuss the first myth about bilingualism. One of the most commonly held beliefs about learning two languages is that it confuses the child and they are not able to keep the two straight. I can imagine this belief stems from parents thinking that learning a second language would be confusing because the brain would get overwhelmed and a child would not be able to separate the two languages. In fact, it is very common for children who are learning or know two languages to use them both in one sentence. For instance, a child may request mas juice," meaning more juice. In this utterance, the child used both English and Spanish, and this could appear that a child is confused if they are using both languages in one sentence. However, this is actually very typical behavior of a bilingual individual and is called code mixing. This is perhaps counterintuitive, but researchers believe code mixing actually demonstrates that an individual can separate their two languages. When individuals do this, it is usually rule governed, meaning that grammatical structures are still followed and words are placed together in a way that makes sense. In fact, children are not the only ones who show this behavior. Code mixing is also observed in bilingual adults. So it's not just a behavior that children exhibit, which may cause people to think that they are confused. But adults do this too, and code mixing is thought to be a normal behavior of individuals who can speak more than one language. I know that I personally engage in this behavior. Sometimes when talking with my mom who speaks Spanish, I will switch in and out of Spanish. My roommate and I also do this between ourselves and with some of our Spanish friends that we have, and which is a phenomenon that some call Spanglish. Even when switching between the two, though, the person that I am talking to can usually understand what I'm saying and vice versa. Another viewpoint that is brought up surrounding confusion and bilingualism is that children are not able to differentiate when to use one language over the other. That they are not able to recognize in which instances or which conversational partner they are speaking with to use a certain language. Well, a team of researchers set out to test this idea. They followed four children who were learning two languages, English and French. Each of these four children were introduced to a monolingual conversational partner, who they were not familiar with. They did not know this person. This person spoke the child's non-dominant language. Remember that this is the language that a person uses less often, known as their L2. Three of the four children spoke the language of the conversational partner and were able to differentiate which language to use. These children were able to recognize which language they needed to employ when speaking to the conversational partner. They could appropriately choose which language to speak with an unfamiliar person in a novel context. This does not support language confusion as the children were able to adapt to their linguistic environment and change their behavior accordingly researchers have also been interested in how aware bilingual individuals are about their two languages. If there was language confusion, it might be thought that they are not able to recognize the structure of the two languages. The ability to think about and manipulate language is a set of skills called metalinguistic awareness. So, a study with bilinguals and monolinguals was conducted to assess the metalinguistic skills of each group. The bilingual group were Spanish and English speaking individuals and the monolingual group were individuals who spoke Spanish but were in the beginning process of learning English. The participants were presented with grammatically correct and incorrect sentences and asked to evaluate them. If a sentence was incorrect, the participants were asked to make changes so that it would be correct. Some sentences were purely in Spanish whereas others were mostly in Spanish, but had a few English words within the sentence as well. For both groups, they were able to detect grammatically incorrect sentences. There was no difference shown here. However, the bilingual group, those who spoke both Spanish and English, showed a greater ability to correct the grammatically incorrect sentences. This shows that the bilingual individuals were aware of their two languages and had the ability to manipulate them, by correcting the errors in the wrong sentences. Again, this does not support the notion that knowing two languages causes confusion or learning two languages causes confusion, as these children were able to correctly think about and review their language. Many children also go through what is called the silent period. This is also known as the pre-production stage, a time early in language development when acquiring a second language. This is when the speaker is focusing on comprehension and is not speaking a lot, which is why it is called the silent period. If a child is not actively using the language, this could also be mistaken for confusion or just that the child does not know how to speak the language. However, this is quite common and normal for an individual who is learning a second language. During this stage, the child is taking in the language and spends a lot of time listening. Here, the focus is on comprehension, and although they may not be verbalizing, they are able to follow directions or requests. The silent period also varies depending on the age of the child. Typically, according to the American Speech-Language Hearing Association, the younger the child, the longer the silent period. These periods can vary, and they can last for months or even a year or more. With older children, it may last for a couple of weeks or months. So, I can see how this could be alarming to parents if their child is not speaking in one of their languages. However, it is a common stage for children to go through, and once the silent period is over, they start to speak the language and use it expressively. Also, if a child is being spoken to in their non-dominant language, so the language that they do not use most often, and they are not able to articulate words, or they're not using it expressively perhaps because they are in that silent period, this could be taken as the child is confused. A very important point that will be talked about a lot in some of the other episodes is that evaluating a bilingual's true language ability does not come from looking only at one of their languages. So, while a child may seem confused or unable to talk in one language, that might not be the case for their other language as that might be their dominant one. So, given some of the research that I have discussed in this episode, learning two languages does not necessarily lead to confusion. I want to be very clear here, however, as I am not stating that learning a language is never confusing. Many, if not all of us, when learning our native language experienced confusion in learning the rules and structures of language. Making mistakes is a normal part of acquiring language. However, becoming bilingual does not necessarily add on confusion for an individual, nor does it mean that they will never be able to differentiate the two. Especially in children, there may be behaviors that look like confusion, such as code mixing or the silent period, but are actually normal behaviors and part of the process of learning another language. And, of course, it is important to note here that every individual is different. So, some may go through a longer silent period than others, and some may consistently code mix. I hope this episode was helpful and brought some attention to a commonly held belief surrounding bilingualism. Thank you for listening, and I hope you join me for the next episode discussing bilingualism and cognition. Thanks.